Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Burr, it's cold outside. Good news is... Well, uh, good thing we're inside. It's not snowing this morning. 22 degrees right now in downtown Boise. Continued cold for the next few days. Probably going to be into next week before we start to warm up uh, just a, a little bit. See, this is so much better than if you were in Orlando, Florida right now. Uh, yeah, as of right now, although I wouldn't be there as of yet. Uh, let me see. I would be probably about uh, a third of my way to Minneapolis as of right now. Or it's probably even colder than here. Probably. I don't so, know that for a fact. I'm just guessing. Yeah, I was supposed to be on my way to Orlando this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, my flight was due to leave at 525. However, on Tuesday, they canceled all flights yeah. beginning yesterday afternoon at 2 o'clock because Hurricane Nicole was uh, due to hit landfall. And uh, indeed, Nicole did hit Florida coasts uh, early this morning. Mm-hmm. 75 mile an hour sustained winds. I guess the good news is uh, it's uh, currently a... Category 1 hurricane instead of Category 4, which hit uh, most recently. So um, even though much less winds, much less rain, much less water, it's still calling, causing some really high surges. And some of the areas have not recovered from the last hurricane as of yet. Now, my guess is that last night you talked to Tracy? No. No, no. I did not. Okay. She has, uh, she's does, very does busy. She, does so, she text or no, nothing? Uh, um, oh. No. Um, she's extremely busy. Um. Because even though there's going to be a lot of people who aren't going to be able to make it in, they started the convention on Tuesday. I see. So leadership is there, and, and busy. they're, they're yeah. two hours ahead of us. Um, she usually gets it done by the time everything is done and meeting and everything. And then, of course, you have to get together afterwards, and yeah, you usually have I was, um, drinks and party until <laughs> midnight. I'm not staying up and, I, until Boy, you know, 10. Busy. 10, 11 o'clock just to get a phone call or anything okay. like that. Okay, yeah. I, I was going to ask if she had commented on the weather. Like, gee whiz, it's interesting being in a hurricane or something of that nature. As of last night, though, the hurricane hadn't come in yet. Oh, okay. So um, hurricane probably sometime today will hit Orlando. And it's supposed to go right up through the middle of the state. So it's going to cover most well, that's of where Orlando is. Florida going into uh, Georgia. Um, so my guess is it's probably not going to hit Orlando, because it's only moving at about seven oh. miles an hour. Okay, so it's—I mean, it's not hurricanes don't move fast. Now the winds move fast, but you know they—they they don't. The eye of the hurricane, eye of the hurricane doesn't move doesn't, very like, fast. Rush yeah. up the coast in a half a day. Exactly. Oh, so, by the way, I was totally wrong about Minneapolis. It's twenty-two degrees here and fifty-seven right now in Minneapolis, <laughs> Minnesota. So it would have been warm. Where it's seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Um, but I would have been stuck in Minneapolis going, wow, is there any way you know to what? get in or do I just have to turn around and go home? I have had some wonderful lunches and dinners in the Minneapolis airport. <laughs> just just waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife's actually been stuck there uh, a few times because Chicago, Denver, Minneapolis are mm-hmm. the other, three other main places, <laughs> places that you travel through to get to Boise. There's, you you yeah. just don't have direct flights very often to yeah. Boise from anywhere. Which is okay with me. I mean, you know, it's... It's it's fun to like I can tell people, hey, I've been to Minnesota many times, yeah. but you know what? I've never been outside the airport. At least I won't have to deal with this next year unless they end up moving. With there's talk of that because of uh, the hotel. I don't I don't know next year where they were holding the uh, convention. 
Because there, there's only a few places that they can hold it because there's between five and seven thousand people yeah. who show up for you. So you need a convention so center hold big Ve- enough, and you need Ve- hotels. Vegas, enough. Vegas is where they're supposed to. Okay, but the uh, hotel casino where they were due to hold it has decided that they were going to um, remodel, ah. and they don't know if they're going to remodel and be in the process of remodeling right during the time that they're going to be there. Um, so they're talking about a possibility of having a new moon, one, which would suck. One thing I love going to Las Vegas for these things. One thing that's been consistent my entire life in Las Vegas is there's always construction going on. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. The other good thing about uh, Vegas is um, because next year my wife would get sworn in as president mm-hmm. and family, friends are already talking about, hey, this is easy to get to. We can we can fly down to Las Vegas, direct flight, and get there really relatively easily. Um, you know, so it, Vegas is a good place because with her being a lot of family are going to be coming in mm-hmm. uh, for this. Probably all of all of our kids. Na- um, naturally, if you're there, the kids if you're there, there, though, I have to be here. <laughs> well, of course, yeah, yeah, bummer. Yeah, somebody has to. I guess we could let Rick uh, do the whole thing. Well, yeah, let's, yeah let's in, in theory, in, in theory, uh, yeah, in theory, I suppose we could do that. <laughs> Uh, it is 11 minutes after 6 o'clock. Um, once again, this morning, we will have a chance for you to get some Boise State, Washington State tickets. Capital City Classic is going on uh, this coming Saturday, and hopefully Boise State can get back on the winning track. Officially lost a game last night to a very good South Dakota State team. People mm-hmm. might be freaking out going, how did we lose to a South Dakota? South Dakota State is a very good program. They won their conference last year they won their tournament and they were in the ncaa tournament they had a 30 and 5 record yeah they're good um they're they're a good team and boise state ended up losing by two they had many ways they could have won this game and we i see problems that we had the same last year with some of our losses cannot hit foul shots Mm. if we hit our foul shot if we shoot 80 percent from the free throw line which nobody's guarding you at least the last time i checked nobody guards the free throw line you should be able to shoot 75, 80%. You should be able to make that. If they make their foul, foul shots, they easily yeah. win that game last night. Um, they didn't make their foul shots, and they lost by two. Uh, the headline I saw first thing this morning, I didn't know how it ended up. I had gone to bed, but it's, the headline said, uh, Boise State unable to finish. And I thought, no, that's not true. They finished. They just finished with fewer <laughs> points than the other team. <laughs> Maybe that's what some of the Republicans should be saying about the election. Hey, we weren't able to finish. Yeah, you finish. You oh, just finish with a few less votes than you needed to uh, win. That's not in Idaho, of course, but no. around the country, a few of them lost. Uh, although apparently, um, maybe not with the state races, there are still, still some races um, that haven't been figured out because mm-hmm. there are counties that have not counted their votes, and one of them is lar- one of the largest counties hasn't finished counting their votes, and that's Kootenai County. Yeah. Well, that's the only one in Idaho that hasn't. No, Teton isn't done yet. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they, that's right. Teton found another box. They found another they box counted. of... Uh... <laughs> and so it was like Democrats won, and they said, no, no, we have another box we here. Have, oh, wow. And there is one race right now uh, with that extra box, and there's like five between five and 600 right. um, ballots in that box. There is one of the races, and I can't remember what it is. It's one of the county races that is only separated by eight votes. So it could have an effect on uh, one of the local races anyway. So You know, it, it would be great if human error did not come into the election process. On the other hand, if it didn't, we would probably have Skynet, and that's a bad deal, <laughs> as we know. Oh, I'm, And I'm curious, because a lot of these things, uh, the things going on in Kootenai County, 
are because of uh, people who wrote in their uh, on their ballots, and now the ballots are having to be fixed. So, for instance, if you make a mistake on your ballot, you're told not to cross it out to go back and fill out a whole new ballot. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're instead of you know just taking those ballots and saying nope, this isn't a good ballot, they're going and the election officials are redoing the ballots for those people. In my personal opinion, if you can't follow simple rules, like remembering to sign your ballot, mm-hmm. date your ballot, or not cross out items when it says right across the top, do not cross out, get a new ballot, mm-hmm. you, you should have your ballot thrown out. That's the, my personal see, the, If the, you're too the, dumb the to follow the, the ballot. Well, the trouble is if you get rid of people who can't follow simple rules, that negates about 75% of America. Good. Because if you're too stupid to fill out a ballot on your own, you probably shouldn't be filling out a ballot on your own. That's my personal uh, opinion. Well, you're, people don't tend to be too comfortable if you have someone help you fill out a ballot. We've uh, learned that. And that shouldn't happen either. Okay. <laughs> Unless they're just saying, hey, since you can't read very well, where it says cross out, I'm going to mm-hmm. help you, and here's your new ballot. I'm okay with that. Don't help them fill it out, but just say, hey, you screwed up. Here's your new ballot. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing it after the fact and doing it for somebody then I think that just opens it up to people being able to go, hey, I don't like the way they voted here. Well, also, as I fill this out, I'm going to we, We've also it. learned, I think, that no matter what happens in an election, somebody will say that, that you know, everything went wrong. Yeah. And usually it's the people who lost. Well, usually, if it, you know, if you won, why it, are you going to complain? It doesn't mean they're wrong. It just means that somebody's going to say it no Wait, matter what. stop! I didn't want to be a congressman! I, can't, I want a recount! KBY News Time is. I didn't mean to win. I was just having a good time. Let's get our first check on sports brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Check out their menu before you head out. Over 30 sandwiches to choose from. FatGuysFreshDeli.com. Good morning. I'm Rick Worthington. Well, Boise State did come up a little bit short last night, dropping the opener to South Dakota State 68 to 66. Bob Beeler with the latest on the Boise State men's basketball team. After shooting 35% in the first half, the Broncos shot 57% in the second half and erased a 13-point deficit to take the lead on several occasions in the second half. Max Rice led the Broncos with 21 points. They kind of play up like we do, so a lot of back cuts were there. Uh, We were really trying to play through the post. We thought they were going to double more than they did. I thought we got a lot of good looks throughout the night. We started kind of slow. Uh, first game of the season, jitters maybe, and Buzo got in foul trouble. So there was a lot of factors that went into what happened tonight. But I know there's a lot of things that we can work on. Just know we're going to come back better. Rice made four of eight from three. He and the Broncos will play Washington State at ICCU Arena Saturday at 5. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. And don't forget, Boise State football on Saturday. It'll be a late start, 8.30 p.m. as the Broncos head to Nevada to take on the Wolfpack. I'm Rick Worthington. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 624, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. Remember, uh, in addition to listening in, you can uh, partake in the show. That's easy to do. All you have to do is call 208-336-3700, pound 670. If you have a Verizon wireless phone, call toll-free 1-800-529-5264. That's the easiest way to get through. Uh, you can also uh, email chris at kboi.com or mike at kboi.com. Those are easy to remember, and you can text us. Same as our main number, 208-336-3700. Um, text message in this morning already. See, I told you the hurricane is a sign that even God didn't want you to be gone Thursday and Friday. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is some good news. I mean, I wouldn't be working right at this point 
Um, that's that's the bad news. I, I could have been sleeping on an airplane right now. Um, however, the good news is I will get to enjoy breakfast at La Peep again tomorrow mm-hmm. morning. That's true. Uh, great breakfasts. That's where the hometown breakfast will be happening. Chris and I broadcasting live uh, at this time, beginning at 6 o'clock, 6 to 10 tomorrow. They open up at 7, by the way, so keep that in mind um, if you're going to join us for breakfast tomorrow morning. Um, it's brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Um, and we appreciate everybody who comes by. Mm-hmm. We always get a chance to meet a lot of people uh, during the time. I will just tell people, once again, if we happen to be talking on the air, we're not going to be talking to you when you come up to say hi. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, when, when we yeah. take a break from commercials, the, uh, we have plenty of time to talk now, to you. But if the headphones are on, uh, it generally means we can't hear what you're saying to us because, you know, we're, we're talking to somebody else on the radio. That's true. Yeah. However, if you wait just a second, we'll probably be done and we will talk to you. Bill writes in um, this morning, still taking uh, phone calls uh, on the election, um, partially because the election hasn't been decided completely yet. We still have, Nationally, yeah. Yeah, we still have states. We don't know who's going to be in control of the House yet. We don't know who's going to be in control of uh, the Senate. Senate's kind of easier to predict, uh, not who will win. As of right now, it's 49-48. Republicans hold a one-seat lead, but there are three races to be determined as of yet, and... Whoever is going to control the Senate must win two of those three races. Right now, Republicans are leading in one, Democrats are leading in the other, and we have a toss-up basically in Georgia. That one could come down, as we predicted, the one, again, like 2020, that will decide who has control Uh, of the Senate. And in Georgia, if you don't get 50% of the vote, which neither one of them is going to, you have to have a runoff. Yep, and that will happen on December 6th. Um, Evan writes in, uh, America is truly the land of opportunity, where everyone and anyone can be successful. I mean, a, com- a commie stroke victim who can't speak in complete sentences was elected to the U.S. Senate. I don't know if he's a commie or not. <laughs> stroke victim? Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, um, sometimes not able to speak in complete that's, uh, sentences. Yeah. That's, that's really, really rude, but uh, okay. I, I, you know, I will say uh, about this um, for people listening this morning, and no offense if you're a Republican and supporting Mehmet Oz, um, but Mehmet Oz was just not a good candidate. I, I'm sorry. Um, he, he, he got criticized for weird things, though. Like, for instance, not living uh, in the state. Well, that, that's that's <laughs> that that is one thing for not actually having a residence in Pennsylvania. Uh, the other was, you know, they had him in a grocery store and he mispronounced the name of the grocery store, so he didn't really know where he was. And then he uh, apparently people thought it was pretentious of him to refer to. Uh, raw vegetables as crudite, even though that's that's accurate. You're, it, it's crudite is what it is. Uh, I don't know. My crudite is bugging me this morning. I think it's cold weather. <laughs> yeah, very possibly. KBOI News Time, uh, six twenty six. Get six seventy KBOI on Alexa. First, say Alexa, enable the six seventy KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say Alexa, open six seventy KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, it was fun to watch the uh, stock market futures there during uh, our break. For a moment there, the uh, Dow Futures go went to over 900 points, mm-hmm. uh, back to what it was close to when we went to the break. However, Standard & Poor uh, up over 100 points. NASDAQ is now up over 400 points. Everything is opening up. And once again, that was uh, immediately after 
The Consumer Price Index numbers for last month were released just a few minutes ago. Um, I'm sure um, delving into those this morning, Jeremiah Bates will be doing that. Tell us what the numbers mean and uh, apparently why the stock market loves it so much. Mm -hmm. That will be coming up here on the way um, before uh, 7.30. So at about 7.20 this morning, we'll be doing that. Also on the way for you, another couple chances for you to watch some Boise State action Boise State taking on Washington State. Heck, even if you're a Cougar fan, here's your chance to see the Cougars as they come to town. Um, maybe they'll Cougar it, and Boise State will uh, get their first win on the season. Yes, I know they beat Carroll College. That was an exhibition. doesn't count. They lost last night by two points because they yeah. had the same problems they had last year. Couldn't hit the foul shots down the stretch. Lost to uh, South Dakota State, but they will be on uh, the court again. Not at Extra Mile Arena, though. ICCU. Arena in downtown Boise. You'll have a chance to go to that game. we got a couple chances for you to win this morning. Stick around. That first chance to win for you early risers will be coming up before 7.30. All right? So sometime within the next 45 minutes, you will have a chance to win those tickets. Just be ready to call at 208-336-3700. Caller number six is going to pick up uh, those tickets. I had mentioned we are two weeks away from Thanksgiving today. That's when we hit holiday season. Head on in full force. You get to enjoy a, a day of uh, eating, merriment, drinking, and fun. And then beginning on Friday, Black Friday, holiday season definitely gets underway because we like to officially announce our presence with authority. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for getting that movie Thank reference. You. Thank you, Tim Robbins. <laughs> with KBOI's uh, and, uh, Idaho's largest toy drive, once again. It's brought to you by Idaho Central Credit Union, TDS Fiber, Scandinavian Designs, and KBOI. Black Friday. Um, it starts Black Friday. You have two weeks, though, to start gathering your toys. If you want to gather your cash, you can do that. Um, if you need a box to gather your toys, whether you have um, maybe a church, a business that wants to, help gather toys. Maybe you just have a large family. You'd like to do this on Thanksgiving. How about that for an idea? You can get your toy box, um, and all you have to do, it's easy, just email nate at kboi.com, and he will make sure that your group gets a box to start uh, getting toys ready for Idaho's largest toy drive, which gets underway Black Friday and continues all throughout the next week. We'll be broadcasting live once again, same location we've been for the uh, past few years. Um, right in front of Sportsman's Warehouse there on Fairview, and mm-hmm. uh, hope to see you there. We'll be broadcasting the morning show live. Nate will be doing his show live there in the afternoons, and we'll be taking cash. Don't forget, um, looking for a lot of cash this year. <laughs> now, we, we set a record last year at over when, when 30... Aren't, when aren't we? But this time it's for other people. Yeah, 30-some thousand dollars last year. I can't remember the exact total, but it was over 30000 That's the most we had ever raised in history. Um, this year we've raised our goals quite a bit and uh, put our hair on the line. Uh, Nate, if we get $100,000, we'll shave his head again. Wow. And I've also agreed, since it's for the kids, that um, I don't know officially who's going to be coloring my hair, but somebody is going to be coloring my hair, and yeah. they get to pick the colors. And I've, I've promised uh, if we hit our goal, I'll you know, go to a barber shop and get a little off the top and sides. I hope you're talking about hair. Um, but anyway, I hope I am too. Um, that that goal, hundred thousand dollars. You want to see if you missed a chance to see Nate Shellman with a shaved head last year? You still have a chance to do that. It's time now for another check on sports. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Don't forget the place to go for lunch every day, Monday through Friday. They open up at ten thirty in the morning. Good morning. Max Rice led Boise State in scoring with twenty one points last night in the men's basketball team's sixty eight to sixty six loss to South Dakota State. Bob Beeler has more on that for us this morning. 
Rice was the only Bronco to make a three. He made four out of eight and had five steals as the Broncos forced 19 turnovers. He was the first sub in last year, and this season he's starting. I mean, I think I knew I was going to come in a little more aggressive because we need that out of me this year. Uh, and I know I can make shots. Last year was kind of an anomaly just because I was getting one three attempt a game, and I look up and shoot, I'm one for 14, 15, 16, 17. I kind of just got in my own head, but it, I promise you that's not happening this year. I'm going to be more aggressive because I think that's what we need. The Broncos will look to even the record at 1-1 one and one when they take on Washington State Saturday at 5 at ICCU Arena. Boise State won last year up in Spokane, 58-52. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. And Boise State football is up next. That happens on Saturday night when they travel to Reno to take on the Nevada Wolfpack. Kickoff, 8.30 p.m. right here on News Talk KBOI. I'm Rick Worthington. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. We're going to cold this morning. It's uh, 21. Temperature continues to uh, drop throughout the Treasure Valley. Dow Futures up over 800 points as of now. All the indexes are way up uh, this morning. Uh, you know, we'll it, talk with Jeremiah Bates here in a little bit to find out what's going on. If it just went up 800 points every day for a few months, I think we'd be in pretty good shape. I know there would be a lot of happy people, that's for sure. Um, if you want to be a happy person and go see some Boise State basketball action, great game last night. Unfortunately, Boise State lost by two to South Dakota State, Very another very good team. Uh, but they get back, trying to win this weekend, pay a Pac-12 team. Washington State comes to town for the Capital City Classic. Your chance to win sometime this half hour. So lock in that speed dial, 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Caller number six is going to pick up those tickets sometime this hour. Don't call us now. Just be ready to call. We'll tell you um, before 730 you'll have that chance to win. And if you don't win then, we have another chance for you coming up later this morning, too. So two different chances for you to go to the Capital City Classic, once again, going on Saturday night in downtown Boise. Also winning Biscuit and Hogs, $50 gift certificate, another chance for you to win that today. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with the global network locations across southwest and southeastern Idaho uh, with five locations in the Treasure Valley, Sun Valley, and also Idaho Falls. Call today for any real estate needs at 208-888-4128. Our question, there are only two of these specific animals that are left in the entire world. Just two. That's it. They're so rare that they are protected 24 hours a day, seven days a week by armed guards. What is the pair of animals that there are only two of left in the world protected 24-7 by armed guards? I will tell you once again, um, this morning you have to be very specific with your answer. So in other words, you can't just say, a cat! (laughs) All right, It's it's not what it is anyway. Yeah, Yeah. we need a specific breed, so... Um, once again, if you know the answer, stick around. That uh, chance to win coming up here at it's, 820 it's, this morning. It's not a cat. Phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to take part in the show, if you're on the line right now, stay right where you're at. I promise we'll get to you coming after news. At the top of the hour, you can also email chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Oh, and at this time tomorrow morning, Chris and I will be looking over the menu at La Peep, deciding what we're going to have delivered mm-hmm. to our table. 
They will be open at this time tomorrow morning. La Peep in Meridian off Eagle Road. Uh, it is the Hometown Breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. All y'all are invited to join us. Fantastic pancakes. They've got great waffles. Um, bacon. Their extra crispy base bacon is, is great, too. All their food has been fantastic. Uh, Chris and I have not tried anything we haven't liked so far. <laughs> That's true. We'll, we'll continue to try, but uh, also, if you want to start your day with mimosas, they have a variety of different flavored mimosas to get in for breakfast, and they're open seven days a week at 7 o'clock tomorrow. Hometown breakfast is going to be should, happening in Meridian. We should call it that. The quest to find food we don't like. <laughs> We'd be hard pressed, wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, the, you know, congratulations and good job to our sales department because they really do pick some of the best places in the Treasure Valley to yes. go. So I, I second that. Yeah. So anyway, you're invited to join us. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to meet you tomorrow morning because that's what it's all about. Phone lines are open this morning two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Also toll free one eight hundred five two nine five two six four. Uh, Clint in Wilder has been holding on very patiently. Uh, we appreciate that, uh, Clint. You're on Newstock KBY. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you, gentlemen? Doing good. We'll be doing better tomorrow, but good, still good, doing good. good today. Well, there you go. Um, I wonder if you gentlemen have heard of the House Resolution 1808 that passed the House this last summer. Um, I have not. Refresh my memory. Well, it's it's funny Almost, I haven't found anybody that's heard of this bill. It's, but a, it's assault weapons, right? Correct. And the definition of assault weapons is they're also banning semi-automatic pistols, means aiming repeating pistol that use, utilizes a portion of the energy of a firing cartridge to extract the fired cartridge case and chamber the next round. And then it goes through, defines so much more. It goes into weight, goes into capacity, five rounds or more. Sounds like anything that's not a single um, shot is, is against the law. Um, this is past house, and it was introduced to the Senate the 1st of August of this year. I, I wonder why we, it, it, if possibly the reason we haven't heard anything is that it hasn't got a shot in hell getting passed in the Senate, because... They would need sixty votes. Oh. And I just I just don't see ten Republicans crossing the aisle to vote for something that restrictive. You would hope not, but re- there's certain Republicans that have crossed the lines for other things as well. But it's just scary that that passed the House. Um, I just I would just encourage you to look it up. Get a hold of our. I, I guess it's Crapo again. And uh, express the views because no one's heard of this. It wasn't even in the news. Yeah, I, I, I I'm, mean, I'm wondering, and that's why I said I don't know if that's the reason, but I'm wondering if that's why you haven't heard a lot of it because it. I mean, it can pass the house because um, there is so many. Well, sure, there was so many more people. Vote. Yeah, um, Senate though, you would need sixty votes to pass that into law, and I just don't think that you're going to get sixty votes in the Senate. And that's probably why they didn't even have a hearing on it because it would be a waste of time. Well, I personally think they shelved it, trying to hopefully gain more control in the Senate, but I could be wrong. But I would just encourage people to look it up. House Resolution 1808. 1808. There's about eight eight pages that list make and models of the weapons that will be banned. All right. And there, it's huge. I I just encourage you to look at it, be informed. Because uh, knowledge is power. And there you go. Have a great day. Appreciate it, Clint. Thanks for listening.
He's he's right though. I looked it up. The uh, the House passed it, but the Senate has done absolutely nothing. Yeah, and that that my guess is the same as yours that they won't. Yeah, uh, like I said, because there's I mean you can't pass it without at least ten Republican votes, and I just you might you you may get one or two Republicans maybe, um, but there's just not ten Republicans who are going to pass something that restrictive. Now, uh, Oregon, um, we, we keep sussing out things because uh, new information comes in on uh, the election results on Tuesday. Um, we've talked about, you know, the thing most people are interested in, um, but there are, you know, other things that are coming in. Uh, Oregon voters narrowly okayed a restrictive gun control measure that will create a database of gun owners in Oregon. Known as Measure 114, the ballot question was approved 51 to 49%, with 77% of the vote counted, according to the Oregonian reporting yesterday. Though the results were close, with just over three-fourths of the vote tallied, the remaining counties of Multnomah, That's, Washington, and Clackamas all heavily favor the bill, so they say it's going to pass. Is is that much different than just having to register your, your weapon? Um, it gives the power to each permit issuing department to annually publish any information that it determines would be oh, helpful so any, to the process. I see. So anybody can have access to right. the list to know who has uh, a gun and who doesn't. That that's what the NRA is uh, completely um, against. I I'm guessing they have other problems with the bill, um, but they said that this ballot measure fails to safeguard law-abiding gun owners' personal information and by proxy the information of families, friends, and employees from being made public. Okay. So, as as far as registration goes, I mean your your name if you own again is uh, you own a gun. I mean it's probably in a computer somewhere, right? But, but it's just uh, not publicly but, accessible right but now. But you can't like publish the list in the yeah. newspaper if you want. Okay. Now Oregon already has background checks for gun owners. Uh, this uh, measure approved by voters will add a gun safety course regulated by police. Oh. It will restrict magazine capacity to ten rounds. In total, the new measure will cost the state approximately $49 million annually to uh, have in place. $49 million? $49 million okay. annually to uh, do that. I don't see that as something Idaho would ever, no. ever copy. But if you're, if you're wondering why there are so many counties in uh, Oregon who want nothing to do with this crap anymore and <laughs> want to be a part of Idaho, and there you have it. Here's one of the examples, because the counties that are voting to become... Uh, a part of greater Idaho, which, you know, really, really long shot chance of happening, especially anytime soon. Um, but here's the reason. I mean, this this is the type of stuff that they have no control over because the largest part of the population in Oregon lives in the uh, uh, western part of the state in the biggest cities, and they're very, very liberal. Mm-hmm. And, you or know... In general. They, yeah, yeah they, have, they have no say, basically, for... The western side of the state to compete because they just don't have the population to the population base so yeah that's a that would be a problem if you can uh, buy a gun and anybody could have access to the facts you know here here's what he owns here's what his family owns well yeah i mean because uh, what is it that burglars steal when they break into a house they steal gun collections and, i mean uh, among yeah. other things obviously <laughs> uh, some people could be calling this a shopping list yeah <laughs> <laughs> KBY News Time, 714. Phone lines open uh, if you want to weigh in. We'll, we'll get to more of your phone calls coming up after 730. Here on the way, we'll talk with Jeremiah Bates about what's going on with the stock market today. 
Huge jump uh, about 40 minutes ago. Um, now up over close to 800 points on the Dow. That's coming up here next. Right now, time for another check on what's going on with sports. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli, the place to go for sandwich soups, salads. Remember, every single sandwich that they have, over 30 of them to choose from, can also be turned into a wrap or a salad if you're eating healthy. Get into Fat Guys Fresh Deli today. Check out the menu, fatguysfreshdeli.com. Good morning. I'm Rick Worthington. Well, Boise State did come up a little bit short last night, dropping the opener to South Dakota State, 68-66. to Bob Beeler with the latest on the Boise State men's basketball team. After shooting 35% in the first half, the Broncos shot 57% in the second half and erased a 13-point deficit to take the lead on several occasions in the second half. Max Rice led the Broncos with 21 points. They kind of play up like we do, so a lot of back cuts were there. Uh, We were really trying to play through the post. We thought they were going to double more than they did. I thought we got a lot of good looks throughout the night. We started kind of slow. Uh, first game of the season, jitters maybe, and Buzo got in foul trouble. So there was a lot of factors that went into what happened tonight. But I know there's a lot of things that we can work on. Just know we're going to come back better. Rice made four of eight from three. He and the Broncos will play Washington State at ICCU Arena Saturday at 5. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. And don't forget, Boise State football on Saturday. It'll be a late start, 8.30 p.m. as the Broncos head to Nevada to take on the Wolfpack. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Jeremiah Bates once again uh, to talk with us about your money. And we are talking about your money this morning for your invested in the stock market. Uh, about 40 minutes ago, Jeremiah was watching in the blink of the eye the future went up from 88 to over 700, uh, just like that fast. Uh, the Dow Futures now up 846 points, eight minutes ahead of the opening. Um, NASDAQ up over 400 points. Uh, go ahead, give us an idea. I know it's because the consumer price index numbers came out, but what was so good that stock market uh, loved? It came in lower than expected, and that's been the conversation throughout the year. I mean, month over month, uh, it seems like a redundant dance that we do, but it's where is the consumer price index going to come in? Is it going to show inflation slowing down? Is it going to come in better than ex- than expectations? Well, the past few months, even though we've seen that trend of year-over-year inflation decelerating, it still, come, it still has come in higher than anticipated. What changed in October's consumer price index that was released this morning is that it did come in lower and it came in lower than expectations. So we saw a tremendous jump. I mean, like you mentioned, in the blink of an eye in the futures market, because now the uh, with inflation cooling, the question then becomes, does it give the Federal Reserve room to ease up on rate hikes? Well, the market is clearly anticipating that. We're seeing that. Um, if we're looking at the actual numbers of where inflation came out, if we're looking at headline inflation, it increased at a rate of 0.4% compared to the last month and up from and up to 7.7% from a year ago. If we remove food and energy costs, the CPI rose at 0.3% for the month, 6.3% on an annual basis. So again, stop taking out food and energy costs. It's things we have to have. Exactly. It's things we have to have, but the, you know, it's like I was explaining to a client, you know, the like food and energy 
it's not just demand driven. There's all these other factors that really uh, involve the price, the price fluctuations. So mm-hmm. that's that. It, it's just yes, we need them, but the reason why they're removed is because there's so many factors that drive that price, and it's volatile. It's not just clearly demand driven. But bottom line is, we're seeing these categories drop. Used cars, used truck prices fell. You had airline prices falling, clothing prices falling. You had natural gas price going down. You had the price of chicken going down. You still have some other things that are still staying elevated. Number one, like rental costs, um, shelter, those are still kind of staying sticky. You did have gas prices for the last month contribute a little bit, but bottom line is this is a good number to see. Market is hopeful that the Federal Reserve will slow down their interest rate hikes, maybe even pause it to kind of see uh, this, the kind of these things kind of uh, go through the economy and see if this inflation continue to goes down. However, all that being said, this inflation number still remains well above the Federal Reserve's 2% target. So definitely have some room to go, but this is a good sign for past month as far as the cost of living. All right. From your mouth to God's ears, once again, Jeremiah, uh, looking like all the index is going to be way up here in about five minutes. We'll get an update from you in an hour and talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 741. Dow uh, up over 750 points. Standard & Poor 131 points. NASDAQ uh, is up over almost 500 points. All across the board, all because inflation uh, looking a little bit better than was uh, expected for October. So hopefully, keep your fingers crossed, this could be the uh, first step towards decreasing yes. inflation um, on a long-term basis. It's almost deflation. I would call 7.7% is not necessarily deflation I said, I said, I said almost. <laughs> that's a long ways away still. Yeah, that's true. Deflation, by the way, wouldn't, wouldn't be good. Just trying either. to be optimistic. <laughs> uh, you're going to scare people. Speaking of optimistic, um, this might be hopefully optimistic news for Mark Zuckerberg today. I don't know if you've been paying attention. Thank uh, goodness for that. Do you... Um, you probably saw yesterday, and we talked a little bit about it, that uh, Meta, which used to be known as Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg's con- company, laid off 13% of its workforce yesterday. 11,000 employees all emailed and said, you no longer have a job. Some of those people are really oh, upset mean, that they were told by email. Poor Mark. He just couldn't afford to pay them anymore. Um, the company, by the way, is the first company in the history of America, in the history of the world, to have lost a trillion dollars. They've lost a trillion dollars over the uh, last year. So at some point they had a trillion dollars? At some point, yeah. The company was worth over a trillion dollars. Wow. Um, they laid off 13,000 uh, people yesterday. Um, Mark Zuckerberg, not happy about it, of course. And yet, front, did and I take full responsibility for this decision. You know, I'm the founder and CEO. I'm uh, responsible for, for the health of our, our company, um, for our direction, and for deciding you know, how we execute that, including things like this. I don't care how you fire people. And I've been through layoffs. I don't know if you've ever had to go through layoffs before. Um, nobody is ever happy about how it's done. 
Um, people are upset that they were fired over email. I don't know. With 11,000 people, what did you expect to, you know, be called one by one into the HR office and say, hey, we no longer need you anymore? Yeah. Everybody likes to think that it's worth uh, at least a couple of minutes. They would have uh, uh, then know. complained that, good grief, can't they just get this out of the way? Why is this taking two months? <laughs> by the way. Um, so I don't, I don't think people would actually complain if it took longer to fire them. Oh, yeah, they would. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. People are going to, if you get fired, you complain. Hmm. I mean, it, it, I've been fired before. I complained. Yeah, but I mean, if 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 they told you, okay, we're planning to fire you, but it's going to be like a, eight weeks until we get around to it, you'd go, well, at least I get to be paid for eight weeks, right? I'm, I'm guessing that they all receive some sort. I mean, they're not just going, hey, get out the door. You, yeah. We're done with you. I, I'm guessing severance. they're all going to receive some sort of severance package. I haven't heard what what that might be. Um, you know, of course, Facebook changed uh, their their name to Meta. They're thinking about possibly because of all the money that they're losing, changing their name again. Since the beginning of the year, Mark Zuckerberg has lost around one hundred billion dollars. We have a level of wealth inequality that hurts everyone. But now he's starting a new social media site just for billionaires who no longer want to be billionaires. The greatest successes come from having the freedom to fail. Get ready for Facebook. We all lose. On Facebook, you can like, follow, and lose shares. There is something wrong with our system. Facebook. Get online today because tomorrow things could get meta worse. <laughs> Facebook. It kind of has a nice <laughs> ring to it. It does. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Take a break uh, here. Uh, phone lines are open. If you want to email us, you can do that also. It's our final check on sports. Once again, this morning is brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in uh, Meridian and in East Boise. Two locations to serve you easily. Get into East Boise off Gowan Road next to Albertsons or in Meridian off Wells Avenue. Good morning. Max Rice led Boise State in scoring with 21 points last night in the men's basketball team 68-66 to loss to South Dakota State. Bob Beeler has more on that for us this morning. Rice was the only Bronco to make a three. He made four out of eight and had five steals as the Broncos forced 19 turnovers. He was the first sub in last year, and this season he's starting. I mean, I think I knew I was going to come in a little more aggressive because we need that out of me this year. Uh, and I know I can make shots. Last year was kind of an anomaly just because I was getting one three attempt a game, and I look up and shoot, I'm one for 14, 15, 16, 17. I kind of just got in my own head, but it, I promise you that's not happening this year. I'm going to be more aggressive because I think that's what we need. The Broncos will look to even the record at 1-1 one and one when they take on Washington State Saturday at 5 at ICCU Arena. Boise State won last year up in Spokane, 58-52. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. And Boise State football is up next. That happens on Saturday night when they travel to Reno to take on the Nevada Wolfpack. Kickoff, 8.30 p.m. right here on News Talk KBOI. I'm Rick Worthington. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 7.52. Uh, we were due to be talking with uh, Congressman Russ Fulcher at this time. Uh, today, but he ended up last night uh, getting called back to uh, Washington, D.C., expected to be in the state until Monday, but uh, called back to work in Washington, D.C., so he took an it, early um, morning flight this morning. Has been known to happen. Yeah. My guess would be if 
uh, it wasn't for the hurricane, we might have been on the same flight because I think his flight was due to leave at the same time mine was. And usually goes through Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah. So as we know um, from you know Larry Craig. Yeah. So flights into Orlando, however, canceled beginning at two o'clock yesterday afternoon until further notice. Um, I had when we had seen that, I had seen tried to see if there was any other way to get in, and the earliest as of Wednesday evening that I would have been able to uh, try to get in after they or Tuesday evening when we saw that they were canceling flights already. Um, would have been tonight for a flight leaving at 7.35, which wouldn't have done me any good because mm. I wouldn't have got in until midnight. And uh, yeah. yeah, her swearing-in ceremony happened uh, tonight in uh, Orlando time. So you're, you're, there in, you're there in spirit. I'm there in spirit. Like I said, it's a, it's, it's a good news story also that this happened this year and not next year because that would have sucked if I would have had to meet, uh, miss out on her getting sworn in as president. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the uh, things we talked about, yesterday and still getting people weighing in on it is the uh, survey that was done here in the uh, state of idaho idaho statesman put out a survey um, on whether or not idahoans support marijuana and we had five states who had marijuana on the ballot uh, recreationally in this latest election two of the five passed and we'll have recreational marijuana on uh, we had talked about this a little bit yesterday close to the end of the show I don't think there's any way we're close to getting recreational marijuana. How close is it, though, um, going to be for possibly medicinal marijuana? And I asked the question because um, on this survey, 550 people were uh, surveyed by a company, Survey USA, uh, asking Idaho three questions: whether marijuana should be legally or legal medically, whether it should be legal recreationally, and whether residents should be penalized for possession of small amounts of marijuana. Uh, one of the most clear answers came back at 68% of the respondents believe cannabis should be legalized for med- medical purposes. So a doctor in the state of Idaho. Yes. But that's it. Okay. So almost 70%. Um, a minority thought that recreational marijuana should be approved in Idaho, but it, it's it's a number that's growing year after year. 48% of the respondents in this survey said that they believe recreational marijuana should be approved. In 48, our, huh? 48%. That, that has grown. That, I mean, and you, you see this growing every single year, and that's why we put it out yesterday. How long do you think, is near term, do you think, and, and Chris and I are kind of on the same page, I, I don't think anywhere close. We, we, we don't anticipate that the legislature in Idaho will pass uh, recreational marijuana use really any time in the near future, by which we mean the next few decades but um there's a possibility that it could be brought up as you know uh, something that the state votes on mm-hmm. possibly um i don't think that we're going to see it in my lifetime recreational marijuana and i don't i could be wrong because of the growing feelings about it but med- medically um the fact that you have 70 percent, and we don't know the breakout of of the survey where this was done just 550 people at random here in the state of idaho were surveyed it's just a very small number yeah um but you're you're starting to see the thoughts on marijuana changing even here in very conservative idaho slowly yeah mike and uh weezer says the term medical marijuana is a joke all it does is line the pockets of doctors and ama most people who use cannabis are doing it for some sort of relief. Is there uh, medical whiskey? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my parents used to give uh, whiskey to their kids when they uh, got a cold to help them sleep. It does quiet them down. <laughs> More than once uh, when that, my, that happened. 
my uh, grandfather was in World War One, and he was a you know they had uh, the uh, uh, German flu or whatever it was that Spanish flu at the time, and uh, it was just killing people. So he uh, was assigned to a doctor to be his assistant, and one of the things he had to do was go around and give shots of whiskey to all the guys who had the flu. That would be medical whiskey, right? Mm-hmm. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Continue to weigh in. Hold on. If you haven't heard our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question, your chance to win a $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs. Give it to you. Coming up here next. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Dow continues to go up. Matter of fact, all three of the indexes continue to go up. Dow now up almost 900 points. Standard & Poor's up. Uh, NASDAQ up over uh, 400 points. Standard & Poor 153 points to the good as of right now. Well, I, I don't look forward to the disappointment they're setting us up for. <laughs> NASDAQ is up almost 600 points, uh, 589 points as of right now. So it's uh, good news across the board if you uh, invested in uh, the stock market yesterday. Uh, you're you're up a bunch today. Um, however, if you invested a year ago, you're still down a bunch, even with <laughs> even with today. Phone lines are open at two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Those are also good phone numbers to remember. We have another pair of tickets coming up for the Boise State basketball game, taking on Washington State coming up Saturday night. Another chance to get pick up those pair of tickets here before ten o'clock this morning. Um, talking about something we were talking close to the end of the show and got uh, more phone calls and emails uh, before we were done. Uh, and able to talk about it, and that has to do with a poll that is out. And we're just—I'm I'm just curious in what you think about marijuana in the state of Idaho. We had uh, elections uh, across the United States; five states voted on whether or not recreational marijuana uh, should be legal in their state. Two of those uh, states passed that. I don't think Idaho is anywhere close to that, but you're, you're starting to see the thought process on marijuana, especially when it comes to mer- medical marijuana. And Idaho is the only state. Um, around us, all the other states have approved at least medical marijuana. Even yeah. Utah, Montana, Utah—they all have. According to this uh, survey from Survey USA, sixty-eight percent of the respondents to the survey in Idaho believe cannabis should be legalized for me- uh, medical purposes. Do you think this is getting closer to being something that is either done at the legislative le- level or something that they can get put on a ballot to vote on here in Idaho? Paul in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Personally, I, I don't think I would vote for it. Um, there's an organization that's been around since about 1971 called Normal, National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. So they, they've, they've been out there for, you know, a good 50-plus years trying to get that that very same thing passed, the legalization of it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, people don't take into account what it does to you when you do that. It lowers your inhibitions, makes things okay to do or even think when you're under the influence of it. Um, it it's actually been a contributing factor in an Amtrak derailing because the engineer was stoned on pot when he was running the train and it killed six people. That was about 25 years ago now, maybe close to it. I remember that vividly, but there was another person. I think it happened in, in, in Idaho here that killed somebody when he was behind the wheel of an automobile and he had been smoking pot. Now the funny thing about smoking pot is you can smoke it and it stays locked away in your fat cells 
for 30 days, and it has the appearance that you just smoked it, but it's been 30 days since your last ingestion of it. So what happens is law enforcement has a difficult time saying whether or not you were stoned when you were driving these things or, or running that equipment when an accident occurred. But as far as I'm concerned, it's a gateway to a lot worse drugs. It'll lead you right to fentanyl, for, the, for an example, which is an extreme, but it's still there. So you wouldn't vote on it. What, about, what do you think about uh, Idaho as a whole? Do you think within the next six years that medicinal uh, marijuana will be approved in Idaho? Okay, well, you take the money out of it, and what do you have left? You have a medicine. Well, I mean, you can't take the money out of it because it's still going to cost money to do. That's, right. that's like saying the consumer price index. Well, if you take out food and uh, gasoline and energy, well, it's not that bad. No, I'm talking about the illegal part of it. You take the money out of the illegality of it, and it changes the dynamics of it. Um, then... You still, you still haven't answered the question. Do you think in six years in Idaho, medical marijuana will be approved in the state of Idaho? In six years? Yeah, within six years. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, that's All possible. Right. All right. Thanks for the call, Paul. Appreciate it. Yep. Have a good one, guys. You too. CJ writes in, uh, Mike, at KBOI.com. The unfortunate fact about legalizing marijuana is it brings crime, still increases DUIs, among other things. Folks, uh, look into the issues Colorado and Oregon are having to deal with because of the legalization of marijuana. The dishonesty with the ramifications is more galling than anything, along with the lies about side effects and such with the recreational use. It is far from harmless, so sick of everyone lying about everything. And then, I mean, there's a lot of people in Idaho who believe just like CJ when it comes to recreation. And that's quite frankly why I don't think recreational use is going to happen anytime in the near future. And when I say near future, I'm, th- I'm talking like the next decade to 15 years. Medicinal? I I don't know what Idaho is going to. I mean, it was kind of surprised me that almost seventy percent uh, of this survey said medicinal is okay. I would survey doctors, see if they think it's a necessary yeah. thing to have. Uh, Jan says my dad didn't drink whiskey, but always kept some on hand to give a newborn calf who wasn't doing well. We did the same. We never knew when we came downstairs when there would be a calf bundled up in a blanket by the wood stove. The whiskey definitely helped. Whiskey. Um, it's a good memory. Ours was a little different. Our dad, when you know, because I was raised on a cattle farm, also we would put whiskey in their milk for you know cows that were born twenty below zero. You had to bring them in the house to warm up, and the whiskey, you know, is like why why the yeah. whiskey? And it's like to warm up and to warm the calf up. And then we're like, well, why are you taking a shot of whiskey? And he goes, well, damn it, I'm cold too. What's a whiskey in your water? <laughs> Some sugar in your tea? What's all these crazy questions you keep asking me? 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We'll uh, get to more of your phone calls and emails uh, rolling in on what you thought, what do you think within the next six, six years that uh, medically marijuana will be okayed here in Idaho, either through the legislature or maybe uh, through the ballot. Go ahead and weigh in. Uh, stick around. Uh, we're going to get a chance for you with that $50 biscuit and hogs gift certificate coming up here next with the Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. That's right after Bronco Sports today. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Once again, is brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Call today for any real estate needs, 208-888-4128. Lonnie is going to get first crack at her question today. Lonnie, there are only... 
two of these specific animals left in the world, and they are protected 24 hours a day, seven days a week by armed guards. What is the pair of animals that are protected by armed guards? Once again, a reminder, you must be specific to win our tickets or to win our gift certificate, $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs. All right. Two female northern white rhinos. That is correct. That is Northern it. white rhinos in Kenya are the uh, two animals protected uh, seven days a week. I, I'm thinking they're hoping that they're going to breed, but uh, somebody needs to point out biology to them. That, yeah, so these are going to be the uh, final uh, two northern white rhinos that we uh, ever, ever have, unfortunately, uh, unless they clone them, maybe. But, you know, we've seen from Jurassic yeah. Park what... what problems that can cause hang on lonnie we got some information we need to get from you but you got that 50 dollars gift certificate uh, once again to biscuit and hogs congratulations it is all yours we'll have another chance for you to win coming up here tomorrow morning one final chance to get those gift certificates while we're talking about uh, biscuit and hogs uh, sister restaurant boomer owns both biscuit and hogs and also owns the original sunrise cafe mm-hmm. in boise meridian and in middleton and i just want to remind everybody once again tomorrow is veterans day um, where we honor our veterans, and uh, tomorrow, Boomer and the original Sunrise Cafe also honoring veterans and also active military personnel. So uh, keep that in mind. Tomorrow, if you're a veteran, if you're a member of the military, all you have to do is go into any one of those three locations of the original Sunrise Cafe, Boise, Meridian, or Middleton, show your ID, and you get a free meal tomorrow, valued up to $16. You've earned it. It's a way uh, the Boomer and his staff can say thank you, so hopefully you'll take advantage of that coming up tomorrow for Veterans Day. Stick around. Our phone line's uh, once again back open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Email us, mike at kboi.com, chris at kboi.com. We'll take a little bit more about the election as uh, election results continue to uh, roll in, although we don't know who has control of the House, and we won't know who has control of the Senate uh, until after December 6th because of the runoff going on in Georgia, unless either Democrat or Republicans win both of the other two races, which we should find out either later this week or next week in Nevada and Arizona. If both races are won by either party, Georgia will not matter. However, right now, one race is being led by Republicans, the other being led by Democrats, which means it will once again come down to Georgia just like it did wow. in 2020. Uh, we'll take your phone calls and emails uh, coming up here. Once again, if you want to email Chris at KBOI.com or Mike at KBOI.com, you can do that. Stick around for those of you who want to see some Boise State basketball action. We still have another pair of tickets coming up before 10 o'clock to get to the Capital City Classic, too. Hang on. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 839, uh, good morning and thanks for listening in this morning. Much appreciated. Remember, uh, you can always do more than listening if you would like. You can participate and uh, that's why our phone lines are always open. 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700, toll-free 1-800-529-5264. If you have a Verizon wireless phone, just hit pound 670. Makes it really easy. Email Mike at KBY.com or Chris at KBY.com. You can uh, also text us, same as our main number. Stick around. We still have another pair of tickets, Boise State versus Washington State, coming up Saturday night, ICCU Arena in downtown Boise, uh, Capital City Classic. Those tickets on the way before 10 o'clock this morning. 
Also, don't forget, tomorrow morning, Chris and I will be on location, headed out on the road. Casper uh, and Chris, Dan, Casper uh, and Chris, hometown breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. We're going to be at La Peep, corner of Eustick and uh, Eagle Road, right across there from Fast Eddie's, who, kind of a coincidence, Fast Eddie's brings you Open Phones Friday tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You got crisp bacon, sizzling, uh, simmering sauces, lean ham, crisp bacon. Uh, they have sausage, homemade pan cup, pancakes, crisp bacon. Um, that's all <laughs> La Peep. Um, that's C-R-I-S-P. It's not named after me. If you can uh, tell, I'm going to be ordering bacon tomorrow morning. Hopefully, we'll see you there, get a chance to uh, meet you. That's coming up tomorrow morning. Once again, um, that is uh, La Peep. Your uh, home for the hometown handshake. Huge thank you to uh, everybody at Cloverdale Plumbing who helps to make this possible every week. Um, we'll probably, my guess would be, see Kenny again unless he is uh, out of town. But that hometown breakfast gets underway tomorrow morning, 6 o'clock. Breakfast begins at 7 when the uh, doors open. John in Meridian writes in this morning, I don't want pot legalized in Idaho. Why? Because it brings in those two big knit hat-wearing dudes and dudettes, but I am for decriminalizing it. Stop putting the people who want to use it in jail. Seems like a no-brainer to me. However, I guess uh, I guess maybe, I don't want to see pot legalized, but I don't want them to go to jail. So what would your answer be? Because if you don't do anything to them, that well, basically could, makes it legalized. Do you want to just see them heavily fined or something? Without what? making something legal, like for instance, so without making it legal to sell, you can decriminalize it. So what's your idea on that, if you want to weigh back in on that? Um, the question we're asking once again this morning isn't necessarily seeing recreational pot here in Idaho, because I, I just think that that is so far away. Even though you're starting to see the uh, numbers change on that, according to that survey yeah. from uh, Survey USA, 550 Idahoans were surveyed. Even 48% of the people who partook in the survey said that, they would like to see recreational pot in Idaho, 48%. Now, we don't know the breakout on this. That's that's a small, uh, you know, Idaho has 1.9 million people uh, in it right now, 550 people, very small, but it is interesting to see that. And uh, nearly 70% said that they want to see medicinal marijuana. And our question that we've been asking uh, close to the end of the show yesterday and today, would you like to see medicinal not would you like to see it, do you see Idaho okaying medicinal marijuana within the next six years, either through the legislature, which I don't think is going to happen, or um, getting it on the ballot? And my answer was uh, maybe not in the next six years. John McCall writes, the Idaho Department of Corrections is a well-oiled machine that makes millions running people through their system like cattle drug charges, and malicious prosecution on uh, predatory 18 codes and hearsay exemptions fuel that machine. So there you go. It would be a bad idea. <laughs> uh, Bill uh, writes in, Mike at KBY.com, talking about the uh, more election stuff. I continue to believe in our GOP in Idaho, but you can see changes in Idaho politics. The amount of votes that went to Democratic candidates has increased, which I understand, due to 100,000-plus new Idaho residents in the last two years. But the amount of votes the extreme candidates are receiving is more concerning. Just like we have a center-slash-left rhinos, we're seeing extreme-right rhinos 
They're taking uh, our state in a direction of intolerance and bigotry, and in my opinion, that's more dangerous than the price of milk. I don't feel, though, that uh, a vote for a third party necessarily means that that Idaho is getting more extreme. I, I think it's just natural from time to time to be completely uh, flabbergasted by both Republicans and Democrats at the same time, and just you know to uh, vote for somebody else probably symbolically, but also you might just want them to be elected. Governor Brad Little made a good point on this on uh, Tuesday night um, after the election. And he said because of Idaho's makeup, which is just huge as far as it leans towards the Republicans, he said it's only natural when you see a party that is not much control that, that you see within the party that there's going to be infighting because... When you get that many people, not everybody is going to agree. Which is some yeah. yeah, which is somewhat true. When you have when you have that much control, which Idaho does, um, I believe it's still the second reddest state in the country. It's, it's good to know though that, that party conventions are still necessary for them to iron out what they believe and mm-hmm. what they want to push. Some of the other surprising things, we didn't get to this yesterday. Um there were some first time things that uh went on in the uh, midterm elections that made history. Um, Americans elected the country's first lesbian, or at least outward lesbian governor. Um, Also elected its first Generation Z House member. Generation Z? Yep. Meaning? Uh, 25 years old or uh, younger. Okay. Yeah, and Marilyn Westmore was elected the state's first black governor, and nationally uh, he... um, Elected uh, third elected black governor. Third? Third elected black governor in the nation. Really? Apparently. Um, in a record, uh, an election cycle with record number of LGBTQ candidates, the country's first lesbian gov- governor was elected on Tuesday. In Massachusetts, Maura Healey was elected. And uh, in New Hampshire, voters elected the first transgender man in history to the state legislature. A lot of firsts out there. A lot of firsts going on. Weird those things didn't happen first in Idaho, isn't it? <laughs> it's so strange. We uh, are not going to know. I'm sitting here looking at uh, one of the Scions, CNN right now, um, has Republicans 209 wins in the House to 191 for uh, Democrats. U.S. leading, uh, or Republicans leading in the U.S. Senate, 49 to 48 as of right now. And we told you earlier this morning, this is going to come down to the last three places um, that votes have not been counted as of yet. Mm -hmm. Nevada, with around 80% of the expected vote reporting uh, as of yesterday afternoon, Republican Adam Laxalt holds a slight lead over incumbent Senate uh, Catherine Cortez Masto. Nevada has given counties until Saturday to receive mail ballots that were postmarked by Election Day. State's election office have said that it could take a few days following the election to announce unofficial results. Counties have until November 18th to certify results. So there's a good chance we're not going to find out what's going to happen in Nevada. Uh, Laxalt, like I said, holding a slight lead as of right now. In 2020, it took three days for the state to report 100% of the vote. But Somebody wrote in yesterday and said, uh, yeah, they're in no hurry in Nevada. They want more people to bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
in Clark County, Nevada's most populous, home to some 70% of the state's electorate. Registrar uh, Joel Gloria said yesterday afternoon in a news conference that the counting process for election results will occur over the next week. So it's sounding like it's going to be next week before we know. He said every ballot cast in person on Election Day at voting sites has been counted except for provisional ballots. He estimated it could be next Thursday before the county gives unofficial count totals. Next Thursday. (laughs) Sounds like guys going, we'd love to answer your question, but hey, it's lunchtime. We'll talk to you later. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll also talk about uh, changes here in Idaho. Surprisingly, as much turnover as we have in the state of Idaho, um, it's quite a surprise uh, what didn't happen. We'll, We'll talk about that when we come back next. Download the 670-KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Hunter writes in, uh, why does it matter what a candidate's sexual orientation or identifying gender uh, or color of their skin is? How about we vote on people who are the most qualified to uh, do the job? Political correctness in this country will be its downfall. I, I agree with you, but, uh, you know, it, it's surprising when you say, hey, why don't we just vote on the people who are most qualified? Um, do you think in the history of America there have only been three back black people that have been qualified to be governors? Yeah, and that's, and that, that number surprised me. It's, it's like I was saying, uh, if if you had told me, well, there have only been, you know, 12 or 13, I would have said, wow, that's, yeah. that's not very many, but three, that's just... And, Hardly any. And the third one was elected this year when Maryland uh, elected the, their first black governor. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're not saying anything about, hey, no, we should have more of these or anything like that or, you know, anything to do with wokeness. But those are firsts for this country, those, those different things that we said. First time that a 25-year-old, um, which fits into... Um, the Gen Z. Generation Z. Generation Z. You're starting to see the first Generation Z. It's not going to be the last, but the first official Generation Z member of Generation Z got a, uh, got elected to Congress. I know it's not going to be the last. I mean, eventually they're yeah. all going to be like, you know, 50, exactly. 55 yeah. years old, and then it'll become, sure. <laughs> But, uh, you know, so this is the first one, and this person, 25 years old. You don't see very many 25-year-olds getting elected to Congress. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Curtis wrote, uh, anybody that goes home after a day at work, pops open a couple of beers, or pours themselves a drink of hard alcohol, or does it on the weekend or whatever, and then turns around and says they don't want pot legalized, are hypocrites. They're doing nothing different than somebody who smokes pot would do. Go home, maybe smoke a bowl, or smoke a joint. <laughs> well, and, and see, here's the, uh, the the one thing I've always said, is that uh, when people get drunk together, Quite often, they get into a fight and somebody kills somebody. When people smoke pot together, nobody fights. Everybody's like, yeah, whatever, who cares? <laughs> Not, gonna, I, I don't. I just happen to know that. I'm going to punch you. Okay, dude, whatever. Uh, let's see. Um, concerned citizen says, never mind all the vote fraud. What about all the mail-in votes that the post office loses? I don't get my own mail, so how can I trust the post <laughs> office to get my vote in? Why is it even an option? I think all votes should be done on Election Day. And they should be counted within three days. 
Yeah, there's a lot of people well, that we, believe like you do. As we as we learned, though, you can vote in person and they can still lose your ballot like they did in Teton. Teton is the that's very concerning like, whoops, to me we, when we, you we forgot to count that box. Lose a box and when in 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 Teton County, by the way, when you lose a box of five hundred, now yeah. there's a lot of places they stay like in Ada County. If you lost a box of five hundred, okay, that's not going to be percentage wise a very big number. In Teton County, what five hundred is about a third oh, yeah. of all ballots cast. Yeah, well, no kidding. I mean, what was no? It's about a third of the total population, not a third of the ballots cast. The 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 largest, uh, the most heavily populated city in Teton County is Victor, and there are one thousand nine hundred people in Victor. Yeah. So, and you can like the rest of the state, you know, you're not going to see a hundred percent of the population casting a vote. So that was a quite a few. That could have been a huge mistake, and as a matter of fact, it is a big mistake. Yeah. Because there is uh, (laughs) one of the races that only separated by eight votes, so it's going to have an effect on on that. Is going to change. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. We got news coming up top of the hour. Uh, We'll get back to your phone calls and emails coming up. Day from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Into the 9 o'clock hour uh, we go. This hour, sometimes going to have somebody's going to have a chance to get those Boise State tickets. We've got a chance for you to see the Capital City Classic Boise State taking on Washington Station. Yeah, a really good game. It was a great game last night. Unfortunately, Boise State came out. On the mm-hmm. losing end by two points. They could have just so, made their foul shots. As I like to say, it was almost a great game. Almost a great game. Um, but uh, Washington State, Pac-12 team comes in. Washington, Boise State and Washington State played last year up there, and I think Boise State won that game. Yeah. Yeah. So Not, not by much, but we did yep. win. Yeah. Um, so if you'd like to go, stick around. Sometime before 10, we'll give you a chance to win. Be ready to call at 208-336-3700. Uh, Corey uh, writes in, says, the morons running the elections in those two states need to be fired. He's talking about Arizona and Nevada. And uh, they're going through uh, voter rolls to see who didn't vote and now printing fraudulent ballots for Democrats. I don't know where you got that information. I haven't heard that. In much larger states, they can give results on Election Day. Arizona and Nevada have no excuse not to as well. Total BS. Well, they do have an excuse. You may not like the excuse, but it's because... Each state gets to form their own rules when it comes to elections. And their election rules and laws are different than other states. For instance, they allow anybody who has a mail-in ballot that is postmarked by midnight on the day of election, that ballot is counted. And they will wait until those ballots come in up to, I think they're, they're saying up until three days after we, we the election. Do, we do hear from a lot of people on a lot of different subjects who are very much in favor of states' rights, but then believe that people in other states should be doing things exactly the same way we do. Yeah. Now, in Idaho, to give you an example, your ballot, if you have an absentee ballot, doesn't matter if it's postmarked on, on before midnight on November 8th, your vote's not counted. It has to be in to I mean, if it's, oh, I see. into the election by yeah. 8 p.m., gotcha. November 8th. If it comes in, if it's mailed in the next day, doesn't matter if it's postmarked the day before. Which is why there are drop boxes. Exactly. If you haven't mailed it in by a certain time, you need to put it in the drop box or just go vote on, the, uh, on election day. Arizona and Nevada are different in that case. And I get it. it here's, here's what happens. You know, especially when you see differences in different states. And I'm not saying one way or the other that there could have been fraud, there might not have been fraud, whatever. Um, we're not talking about that particular instance here. When, when you see things that are different, 
in, in specifically Nevada and Las Vegas, you see people start going, hey, there's a conspiracy here. And, and, and you see it in almost anything today. And I bring this up because of what happened with the Powerball earlier this week on Monday. Remember when they uh, were supposed to have the Powerball drawing? Mm-hmm. Eight o'clock hour time and uh, ended up not having it until sometime mid-morning the day after. Mm-hmm. Well, now there's Powerball conspiracy theories that are flooding the Internet. And you knew there would be. Yeah. According to USA Today, the winning ticket was sold at a service center in uh, Altoneta County, in Los Angeles County. Winning numbers, you know those. However, there's something fishy going on in how the winner was announced. People are saying, Darren Roval breaks it down. California announced a delay in the Powerball on Monday evening for security reasons. Even so, immediately after the drawing takes place, a winner is not named, forcing the jackpot to increase. Moments later, a Powerball winner is announced in California. Powerball scam is exactly like the time that the FBI told McDonald's to run a rigged Monopoly game and scam the entire country so they could get more evidence and arrest the guy who was giving away all the top prizes to people he knew. It's hard to argue against these conspiracies. This is exactly what's happening with the Powerball lottery drawing. So here's here's a person who thinks that the federal government is making the uh, – lottery be faked so that they could get more evidence to catch a guy who was faking the lottery and and trying to claim or, the, the or, winning number. Or at least some similar reason. Another person wrote in and says, keep a close eye on this situation as more uh, takes are going to flood the internet. Everything about this is fishy, but as of now, there is no way of knowing if the Powerball is rigged or not. This one might have people talking for a long time. <laughs> and see, there there's no evidence whatsoever that the Powerball was rigged, but because something weird happened and they ended up not drawing the drawing on the largest drawing in the history of the world until the next day, you have uh, all these conspiracy theories coming out that the Powerball and the lottery is now rigged. I always have people tell me, you know very well, if it seems suspicious, it is. No. The fact that I have never... One or gotten more than number three numbers correct. You think that's a conspiracy? That, yeah, they're they're conspiring to make sure that I don't win the lottery. I just you, I you just think, bring that. You think God's in on it? <laughs> I just bring that up as a, and as an example. You know, states that have different laws than what Arizona and Nevada had, just like just like was written in there, are going. Hey, there's something hinky going on. Now there mm-hmm. might be. I don't know. I'm not involved in the process, but. It's different, so people are going, oh, there's something wrong here, without really stating what might be wrong, just that they have different laws. Uh, Email in uh, from David says, uh, do you and that lady that called in yesterday morning really think that they are not setting up Trump with all these allegations so that people focus on that instead of all the great things he did for this country against all odds in a historical short amount of time? Take your personal hate for Trump out of the equation and focus on the good he can and will do. I don't have I don't have hate for Trump. Well, in particular, which great things are they talking about? Um, he didn't specifically say. Oh. I like some of Trump's policies. I like some of the things he did while he was president. Mm-hmm. I disliked some of the knucklehead things he also did and said while he was president. And that could be a problem here. Um and whether or not he, he, he announces, he supposedly was supposed to announce. It was uh, said that he was going to announce his run for presidency on November 14th. Let's get into talk a, a little bit about this. 
Um, I think if you had seen the red wave, as some polls had predicted that would happen, that, say, the House picked up, say, 20 to 35 seats, and say that this race was already over, we're not waiting for the last couple of states yeah. to figure out who's going to be uh, in well, charge the, in the House. So if, the, if the entire country had voted over, overwhelmingly yeah. Republican. Yeah. Okay. So say right now, um, with a couple of states still to count, that the House Republicans had flipped enough seats that say they had 200 and, we'll say 230 House seats. Um, that's that's a big number. Um, you don't have to worry about fringe people screwing with, you know, trying to make laws. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is expected to be the majority leader. If they do get the majority, um, wouldn't have to worry about uh, anything. If the Senate, say the Senate right now, we were done with that, wouldn't have to wait until uh, the Georgia runoff to figure out and say that the Senate had 53 Republicans or even 52 okay. Republicans. Okay, say all that, then what? Say all that happened. I think then you would have a mandate for Trump saying, uh, I have to run because look at the great things we did. Look at all my candidates that I was backing, over 300 candidates across the nation that mm. he had publicly endorsed. Um, he'd have a mandate to say, I, I, I must run because of how well I helped the party along. I don't necessarily know that it, it says... Uh it doesn't necessarily reflect only on him if he endorsed a candidate and the candidate didn't win, because some of them were very much underdogs in their districts anyway. No, but what I'm saying is, had they won, even though they were underdogs, well, yeah, that's... then then you have a lot of power that Trump is going. Hey, look what I did to help our party out. You don't see that right now. Well, it would have. Yeah, if let's put it this way, if it were more obvious, it would be more obvious. What you see now. Um, because what happened in Florida with Governor Ron DeSantis is just absolutely crazy history-making. The fact that he won in a what has been a traditionally swing state by as much as he won by mm-hmm. um, devi- yeah, defies it, expectations. You, you look at the, uh, you look at the uh, results in Florida, and it looks like Charlie Crist didn't even campaign. Yeah, yeah. And, and he did. Um, that just goes to show you, I mean... Uh, Granted, DeSantis is a great candidate. If there were more good candidates that ran across the nation um, in the general, and part of that is the dead Democrats doing. Democrats spent $40 million in the primaries this year to get certain Republicans elected. Did you know that? $40 million? Over $40 million was spent in primaries by Democrats to get certain Republicans, in most cases, election deniers, the far right wing, because they thought it was going to be easier to beat them in the general election. Mm, okay. And it proved to be true. Like when like when people from the other party go to a, an open primary and vote for the weakest candidate. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Except they were spending money to help advertise and get get people to vote for some of these candidates. And like I said, it's it right. was that over they, $40 right. million. Dollars. They stepped it up a bit. Yeah. Um, a lot of people thought it was going to backfire. However, it looks like it it may have worked in this particular instance. Well, it's, it's, um, it's hard to tell what you know was the deciding factor. Yeah. So the only th- the only reason I bring this up is what does this mean going forward now? Because y- you see so much power and and uh, such a big win by DeSantis, who was already being talked about. If you mm-hmm. if you listen to his um, acceptance speech on Tuesday night, you know how people go, four more years for you know what they were shouting. <laughs> Uh, 
of something about the presidential run in 2024. Two sure. more years. There we go. Two more years okay, because he would. Yeah, that was very funny. But that was instead of four more years, they were shouting two more years. And with his convincing win, does does this make more Republicans? And especially, I'm talking about the big money support, the people who help to choose who the candidates are going to be going forward. You you think that Trump, based on some of the stuff he said about. DeSantis here in the last few weeks in slamming him thinks that DeSantis is going to throw his hat in the ring. But you know how politics works. You can be, I mean, especially like with the primaries, you can be completely against somebody. And then uh, if, if the tide turns and it's to your advantage to like them, all of a sudden you're best friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's been forever in politics. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a quick break. We'll get more with you uh, on the way. KBY News Time is 9.15. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. You've endorsed more than 330 candidates this election cycle. Uh, Tonight, win or lose, the results for Republicans, um, how much of that will be because of Donald Trump? Well, I think if they win, I should get all the credit. And if they lose, I should not be blamed at all. Okay? <laughs> but it'll probably be just the opposite. Uh, when they win, I think they're going to do very well. I'll probably be given very little credit, even though in many cases I told people to run. And they ran and they turned out to be very good candidates. You know, they've turned out to be very good candidates. Uh, but usually what would happen is uh, when they do well, I won't be given any credit. And if they do badly, they will blame everything on me. So I'm prepared for anything, but we'll defend ourselves. So that was Donald Trump uh, interview on uh, News Nation on Tuesday, Election Day, um, talking about it. And sure enough, that is exactly what happened. The candidates that he backed didn't end up doing you know, as well as people were hoping and definitely not as well as people were expecting. So now people are um, blaming him, looking at blaming him. Um, here's here's a perfect example. Cut eight, please. Instead of having candidates, I think that were a lot of serious candidates that we should have had. Maybe, you know, people like a Chris Sununu running for Senate, Governor Ducey in Arizona. Um, you know, maybe, you know, Pat Toomey staying on in Pennsylvania and winning that seat. Donald Trump ran these people out of the party. You have to look at Mar-a-Lago and Donald Trump, and he is the person who uh, set back this wave. And him being front and center, particularly at the end in places like Pennsylvania and some of these uh, swing states, had a very bad effect. And I, I think, you know, he holds the main responsibility, but also for Republicans who have given him the keys to the car to drive it over the cliff. That's former Republican Representative Barbara Comstock uh, talking there. Hmm. And like I said, I I don't like the meddling. It's not illegal. Um, Where I mentioned that over $40 million was spent by uh, the Democrats to try to get people that they thought would be easy to beat in the general election to win their primaries, and um, it It looks like like it ended up happening. That always seems like it's something that should be illegal, but I guess it isn't. It it seems a little uh, hinky, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Stephen Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Well, you know, back when I was in college, we had a a lesson in uh, marketing class about subliminal advertising. And, you know, this goes back into Reagan. You know, the press was against him, too, and 
he would always come out, there you go again. You know, they would try to put words in his mouth and say things he never said or take them out of context. And this, this has become standard operating procedure anymore. It used to be that our media was objective and they would present the facts and they, the opinion was left for the editorial page. You know, I, when I ran in politics, you know, I didn't get the statesman endorsement because, and I actually went down and, and, and uh, you know, I, I would take all offers and, and went before them. And, of course, they said I didn't have any experience. Well, neither did uh, Trump. Neither did Ray. Well, he was a governor. But, you know, all politicians start out with no experience. And then that's what the testing does. You put them to the fire and see, well, can they handle an emergency? What kind of decisions do they make? That's what our politics is about. We were never meant to have professional politicians that made a career of it. That was not the intent of our founders. And, you know, the, the, the weirdest thing that I saw in 2006 when I ran for county commissioner is the way the statesman treated me after I actually won the primary. The headline read, P.V. Durr, ousted by novice, by unknown. <laughs> well, if I was unknown, why, how could I have won? You know, that's just the way the media has been. They've taken their editorial status and they've put it into media status, and that's not that's not the I'll, way they should be. I'll tell you something that may surprise you. I mean, I've been in the media since I was 17 years old, so 40 years, and I don't think yeah, you've seen this. I'm yeah, sure, but I don't think it's more. Uh, I don't think it's more that way than it used to be. I think it's always been that way. Do you? Yeah, I mean, they may have been better at hiding it back in I, the old days, but I, I will I, say I think, that. I think the media has always well, had its prejudices. Here's, here's the thing that has changed. Though. Let, let me say this. Here's the thing that has changed. When you go back 40 years you know, to when Chris started out or when I started out, you only had a handful of news organizations. Yeah. Now how many? What do you have? A hundred? Well, and you didn't have Fox News. Everything was tied to Reuters or who was the other one before them. Uh, AP, and they all got the U, news from UPI the UPI and Associated yeah, Press, yeah. yeah. Uh, something wire live uh, i can't remember the name of it but they had one source that they got their news from and that was the news yeah. and so now you're at least getting you know secondary opinions and and some of the people right. uh you know that have a different point of view uh that can take the facts and say well okay and i don't know if you remember back in clinton's time everything was the spin you know they the even spin doctors yeah that's when we first started hearing that yeah, and so, you know, it's just gotten worse, and now you can see the nation is so divided because of who they listen to for the but, media. But, but, but uh, you know I, I think I the, the idea of journalism is always to be as unbiased as you possibly can, but I don't think anyone's ever really achieved that. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, no. you, you know, and, and thank you for the call, by the way. We need to move on here uh, to get to news. Um, and, and the problem with that is everybody is biased. We've talked about it here. You have your own biases. I have my own biases. Everybody has their own biases. And as much as you like to keep it out of maybe if you're the head of uh, a, a media company, you know, it's hard to do. I was in a, a newsroom uh, back in 1983, and uh, the former congressman from Idaho, George Hansen, was uh, being indicted uh, and ended up being found guilty and having to go to prison for uh, various financial things. Anyway. Uh, that was on television, and the uh, the the newsroom that I worked in, most of the reporters were watching it, and when they found out that he was going to have to go to prison, they let out a cheer. 
And I was working in the sports department, so I turned to uh, the, the editor and I said, you know, actually, my family are Republicans. And he says, uh, yeah, mine too. <laughs> KVOI News Time, 927. If you want to get through, phone lines are open right now. Go ahead and give us a call, 208-336-3700. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KVOI. 935-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through and take part in the show, don't forget those numbers very important here in the next 20 minutes because somebody is going to use those numbers to win a pair of tickets for the Boise State-Washington State basketball game coming up at ICCO Arena, Capital City Classic coming up here Saturday night. Another pair of tickets up for grabs coming up in just minutes. You think it's bad uh, if I texted my wife about two hours ago and asked how's the hurricane going and I haven't heard back from her yet? Mm, I I don't I don't want to uh, uh, <clears throat> alarm you, but it's, it's you know it could be better. Um, to a quarter of a million people, uh, power is out already in Florida. Um, category one hurricane moving pretty much through the entire so it's, state. It's going up it's right a, through the middle of the state. So it's a possibility where she's staying. The power could be out. Power could be out. Um, haven't heard as of yet. Uh, Nicole um, has so far um, seen gusts of up to 100 miles per hour, sustained winds at 75 miles per hour. Um, so even though it's Category 1, much less than the uh, hurricane that uh, was here about a month ago uh, for Florida, um, it's still causing 8- uh, to 10-foot flood stage surges. And uh, like I said, wind is uh, still hitting, and it's going to be traveling through the pretty much the entire state, moving up into uh, Georgia, expected to be later today. By the way, I would just tell you, if... You are traveling today. I know we're in Boise, Idaho, but um, that part of the country, you know, especially when you get, you know, flights that are been canceled completely mm-hmm. uh, through Florida since Ch- yesterday afternoon. Chain reaction around the country. Yeah, uh, around the rest of the country because planes coming out of there, uh, connecting flights, whatever, could be causing problems. So I would check your flights if you are traveling across the United States today. Uh, Tron writes in and says a hurricane this late in the season only means one thing. Global warming due to climate change created from gas-powered automobiles. Please, please, people, we need to just use electric cars. They run on batteries and will not hurt the environment. Well, they they run on batteries, but that electricity has to come from somewhere. Or we could walk. They don't make their own electricity. By the way, um, yeah, it is rare to see a November hurricane in Florida, but it does happen. So it's Nin- not- 1985, they had a huge Category 5 hurricane that hit in November, November 21st. So even later than, than this one um, has hit. Yeah, but it, like I said, it is, it is rare. Got an instant message. Let's see. Uh, Denny in Nampa says a couple of points. One, although I like Trump's policies, he should adhere to my dad's admonishment to me when I was a young buck. To wit, son, always remember you have two ears and one mouth. Two, I've noticed throughout the years that the Democrats always seem to play chess while the Republicans persist in attempting to play checkers. Methinks the only way the Republicans will rise is to hire the guy who plans elections for the Democrats. It's, it's, it's interesting. That's an, it's, it's an interesting take. Mm-hmm. Hadn't heard anything like that before. Uh, Randy writes in, Mike at KBOI.com. Uh, sir, can you honestly say um, that there is not a chance that this is going on, the cheating with the movie 2,000 Mules and everything. It was pointed out, and now everybody's jumping on Trump saying, oh, well, he didn't help. 
he didn't do this, he didn't do that. You know what, I'm tired, so tired of the media, and you guys seem to follow it to, I mean, yeah, don't understand. Um, I'm not saying that there's not a chance that there could have been fraud going on. I mean, there's fraud in every single election. Um, I will say what I said about 2,000 Mules before. It is just a movie. You have to take it as that. It's just a yeah. movie. It doesn't one, one, prove One guy called us up and he anything. said, no, it's a documentary, and documentaries are factual. Well, yeah, but if there are documentaries and both of them have uh, you know, an opposite slant on something, which one's real and which one's not, it doesn't mean they're both right, does it? And I'm not saying that, you know, Trump won't run or announce next week, as uh, it had been reported that he was thinking about doing. Um, I'm just talking about, I'm, I'm wondering, these conversations right now are going on in the back rooms of the GOP headquarters. I'll guarantee it. And, and that's why I brought up, if we had seen a red wave like a lot of Republicans had hoped for, and that these races were over and we're not sitting here watching the you know, bottom of the screen here on television with uh, hourly updates and waiting for vote counts in Nevada and Oregon, or uh, Arizona rather, and Georgia, if we weren't waiting on any of those and those were everything was decided by a landslide on Tuesday, that's why I said I, I think the, the power brokers that are in the GOP party would be going, you know what, this is kind of a mandate that Trump has to run again. Look what he did for the GOP party. And if we want to see this to continue in 2024, we need to see this. Instead, I think that conversation now is going, hmm, now what do we do? We, we can only support, you know, one person to are run you, for president. Are you saying some things are more complicated than they seem? Yeah. Oh, wow. And I, I think the conversation is going on right now. I, I, I think you have to have that conversation, especially as strong as DeSantis um, campaign won in uh, Florida, which has been a swing state. It's not a swing state anymore. John wrote in, he says, uh, in my opinion... The worst presidents are former senators. Maybe it's because senators have never had to be held accountable or never built anything. They seem to get in a fantasy land and are disconnected from the real world, just calling it like I see it. I wouldn't say senators are never held accountable. They do have to run every six years. Now, your, your House members, they have to run every two years, so they may even be more accountable. But quite often, it's why they won't commit to anything. Mike and Meridian. You're on News Talk KBOI. Thanks for being patient. Good morning to you. Good morning. Hey, I just wanted to note that uh, global warming messed up with my cruise in late November 1997 when we scheduled knowing that it would be well after hurricane season. But unfortunately, the late November 1997 hurricane that formed in the Caribbean pushed our uh, cruise out to Puerto Rico. So... Gosh, we've been in this for a long time, and uh, that person certainly has uh, their finger on the button about global warming and hurricanes, doesn't he? Yeah, because it's not, I mean, yeah, it doesn't happen very often, but it has happened before. This isn't the first time we've had a hurricane this late in November. No, I just I just love the, uh, hey, it's because, <laughs> well, in 1997, it was because. Yeah. Thank you All for right, the guys, call. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, Robin writes in, uh, you guys nailed it. Ben Shapiro talked about this at length yesterday. Too many bad candidates promoted by the Democrat Party won their primaries and ultimately lost to their Democratic opponent. Republicans need to uh, divorce meant, the Trump. You meant, meant Republican. 
Yeah. No. Yeah. This is the story we were talking about. Too many bad candidates promoted by the Democrat Party. Oh, I see. Promoted. So supported. I, okay. I'm, I'm, yeah. you're, I'm with you now. Spending yeah. money to try to get them to win their primaries because they felt they had a better chance of beating them in the general. And it's looking that's kind of what happened. Um, thanks, uh, Robin. Yeah. If you listen to Ben Shapiro yesterday, and he, he, the Fetterman thing, he especially talked about, um, you know, because that race was expected to be fairly close because mainly because Fetterman had a stroke for crying out loud and had trouble even talking. And that's the person they're sending. And they, you know, he, he talked about how people don't understand, you know, if you don't live in Pennsylvania, first of all, how strong a candidate Fetterman was before he had his stroke that he, he is had a lot of support. He's been in politics for a long time in Pennsylvania. And I think Ben Shapiro made a point, great point of saying, you know, Mehmet Oz lost that race when in the very first day when Fetterman was able to get across the point that he's an outsider, never living in the state, and Pennsylvania doesn't necessarily like their outsiders. Um, and Sh- well, who, Sh- who does really? Yeah, Ben Shapiro just went on to point out it's like he just wasn't a good candidate, and it, with the proof being here's a guy who has a stroke, has a trouble stringing two sentences together, and he pretty easily won an election that after he had the stroke and, yeah. you know, didn't do very well in the uh, debates that they thought, hey, this is a chance for us to gain a Republican in the uh, Senate and didn't happen. And he said it. his opinion was that Oz just was not a good candidate for Pennsylvania. Probably should have, you know, lived there. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your uh, Verizon wireless. Informed writes in, once more, you're pushing a narrative told to you by your corporation. At least that's my guess. You're joining that lie that Trump caused a red trickle rather than a wave, and therefore he should let DeSantis run for president. You take no time to look up the facts yourself. Trump endorsed over 250 candidates, actually over 300, in the general, and as of this moment, he has approximately an 80% success rate. Once uh, they tampered with the elections, they finally give results and percentages will go up. It's okay to still support Trump. I'm not saying it's not okay to support Trump. It's 100% okay to support Trump. Just because you support Trump doesn't mean you can't support DeSantis. Just because you support DeSantis doesn't mean you have to be anti-Trump. Two things can be right here. I'm just saying I think these are the conversations that are going to be going on with the GOP because... We have to run a good candidate as president if you're a Republican. Um, I just do not want to see Biden four more years, especially who would be 86 years old, who has trouble talking right now and understanding. I I, I just don't want to see that happen again. The way that note started out, saying it's you have to you know tow your corporate line or whatever it was, your corporation tells you what to do. We have said many times, no, our corporation doesn't give us any guidelines of any kind about what to think, what to do, uh, any of that. Uh, and I'm just wondering, whose does? I mean, who who do I, I mean, do you work for a place that says, okay, in public you have to have this opinion? If I did, I wouldn't work there very long. Well, And I, I say that same we, thing about this company. Yes, don't. I, I mean, like I like my job, but if I had a corporation that I got emails or notes every day saying, by the way, this is, you're a news talk station, you must push push this. You must be anti-Trump. I, I wouldn't work there very long. No, we don't. No. It, it just wouldn't be worth worth it to be there. And believe me, there are a lot of programs uh, run by our, our uh, corporate uh, radio stations 
that will defend they will defend Donald Trump to the death. And were they told to do that? No, they're just doing it. Here's some proof um, that what you said is absolutely not true. Who? We read your email. If what you said was true, your email never would have been read live on the air oh, well, on point. KBOI. Sorry, I thought you were still talking to me. No, okay. I'm, ta- I'm talking to the gentleman who thought that corporate, the corporation has told us what we should be saying about the presidential election. We'll take a break here. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. That's the phone number to call right now as we go to break. Uh, if you want to get through, we've got a pair of tickets to the Capital City Classic coming up here on Saturday night. Idaho Central Credit Union, Boise State, taking on Washington State. Caller number six, you've got that pair of tickets. Doc, carefully, good luck. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at one. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Congratulations going out to Ryan Perkins. Ryan Perkins is going to the Capital City Classic coming up here this coming Saturday night. Idaho Central Credit Union. Congratulations. We'll have one more pair of tickets. One more tomorrow morning to give away. You'll be able to listen in uh, as we broadcast live from a hometown breakfast. Once again at La Peep tomorrow morning, we'll give you a chance to uh, win that. Oh, shoot. The Dow was up over 1,000 points a few minutes ago. Now it's only 985. <laughs> Can't wait to check my... Uh, 401k. It might actually be back instead of a 40k, be up to a 401k. I'm just again. glad it's rising again and will never stop. Never, ever. Um, never's a long time. Uh, email in Mike at KBOI.com says, I love the uh, one state that did the most to prevent illegal voting is the one state where even early voting went heavily Republican and then DeSantis pulled out a 20 point win in what was supposed to be a swing state. I'm thinking there was fraudulent voting in quite a bit of the country or more of it would have turned out like Florida. I can't believe Americans want more of what we've had for the last two years. See, I, on the other hand, look at that, and I think that uh, there are an awful lot of people predicting what's going to happen that really don't know what they're talking about. You mean the polls were wrong again? I mean, the, I mean the pollsters were wrong. Or the people who just said, here's the way I feel about it. Yeah. No, because as of uh, earlier this week, before the election, they were uh, still saying that they thought that there might be a red wave. And here we are, what is it, Tuesday? two days after the election, and uh, we're still waiting on... I heard on, somebody predict a blue wave, too. On, yeah. So you never know. Well, and I've, I, I, I heard a, per, a red ripple. However, it looks like it's going to turn out it might be a red trickle. <laughs> it, it, you don't have to make every water analogy that is available. <laughs> At least it hasn't been dammed up. A lot of people, I think, did damn the election. Um, they're probably, uh, as you've seen in some of the emails this morning, still damning the uh, election. Yeah. The, um, this year's elections here in Idaho, by the way, brought a huge change to the Idaho legislature. A whopping 50 of the 105 faces will be new when lawmakers convene in January again. But one thing did not change at all. Despite redistricting, retirements, lawmakers running for higher offices, election upsets, and more, when the dust settled yesterday afternoon after Tuesday's election, it turned out that the party balance in both the Idaho House and the Senate remained exactly Exactly the same. Exactly the same. No change whatsoever. How crazy is that? How crazy? 50 of 105 faces will be new and not one thing changed other than the fact it might lean a little bit more to the uh, far right. 
Senate will still have 28 Republicans and seven Democrats. You have to admire consistency unless, of course, you don't like it. The House will still have 58 Republicans and 12 Democrats. There you go. The more things change the more in Idaho, the more they same et cetera, et cetera. stay the same. Yeah. Thanks for participating in the show. Uh, once again, this morning, um, we will be broadcasting live coming up tomorrow morning. Once again, we're headed to the peep. It's the hometown breakfast uh, brought to you by our friends at Cloverdale Plumbing. Kenny uh, in town. I'm sure we'll see him tomorrow morning. Thanks to Kenny and everybody at Cloverdale Plumbing to make the, these things possible. Like I said, it's great to get out and meet and greet everybody during our live broadcast. It's even better to have breakfast. That's what we'll be going coming up tomorrow morning. The peep opens up, by the way, at 7 o'clock, so hopefully we'll see you there. Don't forget, we have uh, another chance to get those basketball tickets coming up here for you again tomorrow morning here on News Talk KBOI. We're on a 20-hour break. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Have yourself a great rest of the day.